Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Co-host of Mad Radio on Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And, of course, 10 years in the NFL. Seth, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, guys. I, I listen to you all the time. I'm away in, so this is, uh, I, I, frankly, I feel like I'm meeting my heroes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want you to feel any pressure to live up to that. I know a lot of times people are disappointed when they meet their heroes. Uh, I, I just, I don't want to be that guy that's disappointed when I meet my heroes. Oh, now, my goodness. Seth, was it you or your, your, your partner there on your show that uh, couldn't believe that I was into hunting and, and all that good stuff? Uh, it was it was my partner, yeah. look, who's uh, he's a, he's a Connecticut Yankee who's yeah. down here in Houston. Mike Meltzer. Frankly, yeah. Frankly, we're a little bit uh, Brian. We're a little bit tired of uh, the the stereotypes. These Northeasterners with their stereotypes about various people. It's uh, it's enough. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like I can I now know that Brian can swim, which is something that I knew nothing about <laughs> prior to and, meeting him. And so, guys, listen, listen, listen. Houston is in the news for everything racial, whether it's baseball or football or anything else. I will, I will not be a party to this. I just want to rope me into this. Uh, and, and make some casual joke. I now know that Gio likes fried chicken. Yeah, it's Who amazing. Knew? I know. I'm pulling the doors off funny. everything. You know that? You know that song? The uh, oh, it's a country singer who like I, where I come from. It's cornbread and chicken. It's, it's uh, from porch sit and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. This story this story's gonna go nowhere. It's an Alan Jackson song, but I remember one of my favorite like kind of uh kind of cultural cultures meeting was me sitting with Billy Miller, who's a, a black guy I played with, being like, I didn't know he and he said, White people like cornbread too? I'm like, Yes, Billy, white people like cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> like cornbread. That's amazing. Hey, uh, tell Meltzer I said hello. Brian always does this where he like tells the guests to say hello from him. So yep. tell Meltzer I said hello. We were at the same table at a wedding. Like a month ago, me and Meltzer. So we got to know uh. each other. And I trained him, apparently. I totally forgot. He was an intern, and I trained him. You forget like, your pupils, oh, man? Yeah, I, I totally forgot. He didn't leave an impact, I guess. So anyway, we're talking <laughs> to <laughs> Go you, ahead, you see that on people's resumes sometimes. Like you, you're reading some dude's resume, and you're like, "Oh, he was an intern for me ten years ago." <laughs> I'm a bad boss. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We're talking to Seth Bain, who's uh, down in Houston. So, I mean, I would imagine like devastation would be the word this morning because last night felt like the shot with Verlander on the mound, and now you have to go to a game seven on the road. Is it? Is it? It's got to be more pessimistic than optimistic, or am I reading that wrong? I don't know. It's it's hard to figure these things sometimes. I think. The the story would have been great that, hey, in both these two teams that are so into analytics and are so into just doing things differently that you're going to have a starter in Justin Verlander who's going to come ride in on his white horse and, and potentially go nine innings. That was that was a fun myth to believe in, and it was very possible that it might have happened uh, if you hadn't lost control there for, for a bit. But I think you look at what they have this evening, which is Lance McCullers and Charlie Morton. And if they piggyback, if you get a one-two combo with them, and you look at some of the other guys who, who are much more scattershot in how they do in relief, but I think people have confidence in McCullers and Morton. And then you also, 
I don't know if confidence is the right word in the lineup because, as we've seen, you just can't count game in and game out. No matter how good your offense is, you can't count on it always showing up. Um, But there's still that potential. I think the biggest thing that, in my mind, is a little bit – deflating is the fact that both in this last series, which you guys saw up close with the Yankees, and now here is how much home field actually matters. And and in baseball, where that's not typically a huge thing, man, it sure seems like these teams are fueled by their home crowds these last couple series. And, and and not just that, but also the dimensions of the field. We were just talking about, the, was it uh, Bellinger and, and the long uh, sack fly? Last, or it was Seager. Uh, and uh, the fact that that would have been out of the park there at Minute Maid, and, and it wasn't. Yep. Uh, question as far as, I, I think that A.J. Hinch will opt for the starters out of that bullpen instead of the, the regulars out of that bullpen, much like he did in the ALCS. What do you think? I, I think so. I think right now you don't you don't know who the you don't know who the bullpen is, yeah. uh, which is great, and that's been fun. That's been that's been part of the intrigue of this series is talking about how Roberts is using his bullpen so aggressively, uh, how creative AJ Hinch has been both in leaving starters in and then also leaving starters, uh, bringing in starters as relievers. And yeah, I th- I think you see Charlie Morton in first as a chance to see Peacock, uh, and beyond that, you just don't know how to feel about Musk. Grove, Davinsky, Giles is pretty much done for. Giles has just been an absolute disaster this World Series. Uh, and I think, in in my mind, what I'd hope for is that you can go the complete game with with uh, with McCullers and Morton. But now, just because we've seen that happen once, that obviously doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And beyond beyond Morton today, there there are question marks about who will go in. Is there has there been a lot of pressure on this team? I know it's been building for a couple of years, and you had a lot of losing there for a while. You know, first time being in the World Series since two thousand and five. Do you feel like if they lose this, it's going to be one of those? Oh my goodness, they can't believe this happened. Uh, the window is not going to stay open forever. Or is the, the sense amongst you how you feel and the fans that you talk to every day? Like, hey, I mean, this team's got a, a bright future. If they end up losing in seven games this Wild World Series, as much as it hurts, uh, we're going to be okay. Now, I think especially coming off of the 2005 World Series where you get swept and that was the ultimate deflation on a team, I, I think you look at the youth of this team, you look at how young guys like Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa are. You know, Jose Altuve and George Springer aren't young necessarily, but they've still got the best years of their career ahead of them. And I think the, the feeling is very much one of optimism. Obviously, you have to bolster the bullpen. Uh, I don't know how much longer Verlander will be able to keep all of this up, but you very much feel like there's a window here. But you also know that, look, no matter how large your window is, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to beat the Yankees and their youth every single year for the next few years. But you, you go toe-to-toe with a team like the Dodgers, the two teams with the best records, uh, with, or meeting the team with the best record uh, and going toe-to-toe with them for seven, seven games. I think obviously it's going to be disappointing, but you've still got a, lo- a lot of hope for the future. Seth, I was d- discussing the World Series with uh, another co-host. The show is after this one. What's DA's show called? The DA show. The, just the DA show. That's how simple it is. Damon Amendola, and he was just in. <laughs> Amanda Lara. What Damon Amanda Lara. Not Amendola. Amanda Lara. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a wide receiver for the Patriots. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, Amanda Lara was right. just down in Houston, and he was surprised, pleasantly surprised, at how jacked the city is for the World Series. 
Uh, yeah, can you it's, describe? It's a bit of a re- and it's 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 been you know this was a good baseball town for a long time, but then you go through that period where you have a new owner, you you have a new GM. They are very much analytically minded, and as you're tanking, um, or I, I don't know, I guess I don't know what the politically correct way to say is other than tanking, but as they were reloading or whatever they were doing, very easy to get pretty despondent over the state of baseball. Uh, but there was there was that latent energy, and then when things started to pick up in 2015, I think people came around relatively quickly. The other thing that helps with this team, uh, you know, is just it's it's a flat-out lovable group of guys. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's a softer take for me to have than that, but I think a lot of people have seen that nationally. When you just look at Jose Altuve, who Joe Buck cannot shut up about his height, uh, there's just there's a, there's a very – there's an extreme likability about him, George Springer, all these guys. And it's always interesting to me that it is such an analytically driven team, and yet – it's yielded this really lovable roster and this really scrappy bunch, and and that's made it a lot easier for people to latch onto this team. Another minute with Seth Payne of Sports Radio 610 down in Houston. I think that the reaction outside of Houston after that game five was, wow, Bob McNair has to be thrilled that that game happened because that sprays some of the fragrance on that whole situation because it takes some attention, some eyeballs away from that saga. Is that the way it actually worked in Houston, though? Well, it's it's still very much a football town, too. And that's where uh, you you can only detract so much from that. I think the big concern here is, uh, just from a strictly football perspective, uh, because we can get into the other stuff a little bit, and that's uh, obviously extremely complex. But just from a football perspective, I think there are a lot of people here in Houston who were tired of the, the drama with Dwayne Brown. They might not politically agree with Dwayne Brown. And in their minds, they're saying, I'm happy that Dwayne Brown's not here. He was a distraction. The problem is you've got one of the most phenomenal young stars in football right now and Deshaun Watson back there. And he was doing it. He was, he was leading the league in touchdowns without Dwayne Brown, but he's taken a ton of sacks. And I'm, I'm not worried about Deshaun Watson's production without Dwayne Brown. I'm worried about his internal organs. And, and I need him. I, I, I desperately need Deshaun Watson to stay healthy over the next several years. It's going to be a lot harder without a good offensive tackle out there. I, I would agree with that assessment. And other than what just occurred there at Houston or here in New York, York with Bob McNair's comments, how has Dwayne Brown been a distraction? I know he was holding out and he, he just got back, just returned to the team. And, and now, of course, he's been traded to Seattle. But it, it, in the past, has he been someone that uh, that has drawn the ire of the Houston, Texas faithful? No, he's been he's been beloved. And that's, yeah. um, that's what's been so strange about all of this was Initially, it seemed like just a traditional holdout. He's a guy that had been one of the best players on this team for a decade, probably one of the top five players in team history, and it's a young team history, but but nonetheless, uh, I don't think people realize just how disgruntled he was with the organization. And I I don't, from talking to former players um, or talking to guys that have played with him, Uh, it's not just a matter of him and the owner not liking each other. It's not him and Bill O'Brien not liking each other. Uh, All that's been explained to me is that it's very complex and he just wasn't happy playing in Houston. And it seems to me that in a lot of ways he wanted to force his way out. And it got steadily more uncomfortable and it got steadily more aggressive as as we approached the trade deadline. And you add on to that that he has very real – he has very real objections uh, to, to some of the things the owner has done. But that's not the sole reason that he wanted out. And, and Brian, I know you remember when you played. 
the Denver Broncos were kind of a Shangri-La for players. They, they, you thought, okay, hey, I'm going to go to Denver, and they never practice in pads. It's really cool. They're all players, coaches. Gary Kubiak is awesome. I think there was a little bit of a culture shock when Dwayne Brown had played for Gary Kubiak's entire career, and then Bill O'Brien comes in with a Bill Parcells mentality. And, and I don't know how much that factored into it, but I know it was, it was a bit of shock to him to go from probably the easiest practice schedules and the most player-friendly environment to one that was much more like a Bill Belichickian practice environment. It was actually the San Francisco 49ers at the time that had the cozy practices. Yeah, and then and, and Kubiak and uh, Kubiak brought a lot of that to to Denver right. and then on into Houston too, with no pads. You know, the West Coast system, and yep. uh, and it's so it's hard for me to really summarize everything. And obviously, I don't understand it myself, other than to say that Dwayne Brown wanted out. We wondered, you know, at the time, we wondered, okay, exactly where are you going to go? I, like, how many teams can you go to where the owner isn't a, a, a rich Republican dude that doesn't that, that shares your politics? <laughs> right. um, look, the Seattle Seahawks was the first answer we had. So I think in terms of how he feels in that environment, nobody's going to bat an eyelash at anything he does politically. Um, and, and I don't – it's it's complex with Bob McNair, the owner here. And when you when, – I think from an outsider's perspective looking in, it's very easy to say, well, this guy donated to Trump's campaign. He obviously – He's obviously this type of guy. He's also he, – the GM here in Houston is Rick Smith, who's an African-American. He's been GM for 12 years, and despite the fact that many, many, many of us have wanted Rick Smith fired a bunch of times. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, that, that sounds a whole, a whole lot like, hey, I've got – I know black people. I've got friends that are black. It, <laughs> it's not that defense. I only say it to say it's complex, and I think there are a lot of – objections that maybe he had to to Bob McNair that are understandable, but that it's not also that Bob McNair is some dyed-in-the-wool, reborn George Wallace. <laughs> Seth, thanks for the time this morning. Say hello to Meltzer for us, and take care. Okay, guys, thanks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.